This is a podcast from the Business Times. Everyone, regardless of age, socioeconomic status, or domicile, spends some parts of every day on social media. For some, it is the only way they consume news updates. For others, it is their window into the latest lifestyle trends. So, how does an evolving newsroom harness the power and reach of social media? Welcome to Editor's Talk, a podcast series inspired by the Business Times column of the record. I'm Clarissa Montero. In conversation with me today, Alvina So, social media editor at the Business Times. Alvina, welcome to the studio. Thank you, Clarissa, for having me. I'm curious, did you tweet about us having this conversation before you came in? No, but I will after this. <laughs> Not just a tweet, you know. You know it's going on every other thing. Oh, I hope so. Please put it out there. So what is BT's social media strategy? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just getting people to read our stories, right? So how do we do that? You know, we manage uh, content distribution across all our social media channels. Facebook, there's Instagram, there's LinkedIn, there's Telegram. So what we do at the end of the day is we frame and optimize the content such that it looks good to our readers, that they want to click on the story and read it. At the end of the day, we just want them to read it and subscribe to the Business Times. Social media, communications, this is not new to you. You managed social media for brands before joining us. Talk about transferable learning lessons from those other places. Okay, so in my previous lives, I was handling public relations for a law firm and mm-hmm. then a healthcare group. And, you know, handling social media comes with the territory. Sure. Okay, But every platform comes with their own unique audience preferences. You know, you have Facebook for the traditional older audience. You have Instagram for the more visual crowd. You have LinkedIn for the professional audience. And of course, you have Telegram for the younger crowd again. And, you know, TikTok is the go-to channel for Gen Z. But, you know, really that's where all the similarities end because BT's audience is so different uh, from the other audiences of my previous workplace. So you can't really compare. You know, our readers, are everybody, they range from the savvy, middle-aged, affluent investor to the young graduates looking to buy his first BTO or wanting to uh, look for what stocks to buy. So it's even more important to learn your audience and then to tailor your content to their preference. So if anything I would take away from my previous jobs would be to know your audience. But what you just said Mm. sounds like we have a pretty wide demographic. We do actually. So most people think that business time just appeals to the older folks, you know, the middle-aged crowd. But actually no, there are a lot of young 20-somethings, students in fact, they want to know more about finance news. But they don't necessarily log on to Facebook because that's, you know, that's not their preferred platform. So they choose to go to Instagram, you know, they choose to go to Telegram. So we have to curate our information so that it appeals to these um, young folks. What are the challenges and misconceptions in our newsroom that you first had to deal with when you first came? Okay, I think the number one misconception is that people think I'm just a keyboard warrior. That means all you do is just cut and paste information, you know, and it just ends there. It's just a few seconds job. Okay, there is a little bit of truth in that. Um, You do take information from a story because that's the only source you have. But you have to understand what you're reading and you have to see it from the lens of your audience. You know, is this interesting? Is this quote going to make people sit up and want to know more? 
So there's a lot of reading and a lot of stepping back and putting on different kinds of hats. When the story is written, what makes the reporter go with this angle may not necessarily be what interests the reader. So you need to read it with a very objective point of view. And then that's the first misconception. The second misconception is that social media is effortless and it just takes a few hours, a few seconds a day. Now this one irks me and it cannot be further from the truth. Because first of all, social media is always changing, you know. You have to stay up to date with the latest trends and changes can be pretty fast, especially with algorithm changes these days. So for example, one day, um, Facebook decides to push news onto your feed. So when you open Facebook, you see news and news after news. But maybe the next day, it decides to prioritize family-friendly content instead. So what it does is that news gets pushed to the back burner and you don't see news appear so much on your feed. You have to keep out the algorithm changes. Okay, and more importantly, at the end of the day, you know, business times is a news outlet. Mm -hmm. News doesn't stay within 9am to 6pm like every other job out there. You know, in fact, it falls frequently outside that window. Of course. Yeah, especially for breaking news. Always for breaking news, like property announcements. They tend to come in close to midnight and you're only given maybe half an hour notice. And while you're sleeping, you know, what then? So you just have to scramble or you have somebody calling you at night. You have the US or the European Union making announcing rate hikes during their time. So this happens at very late hours for Singapore. And again, you have to stay up and you have to monitor news and post the news because these are big news. You don't want to miss them. If you think about it, you're never really off the clock. You're almost always 24-7 on standby. It is the nature of the mm -hmm. job and, and I don't actually think enough people appreciate that you're never fully off. You're never fully off. You're always looking. You know, there's so much news every day and you think to yourself, is this important enough? Can you wait for tomorrow? Uh, half the time, you can't wait for of tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And you'll be surprised how many breaking news comes out on Friday evening. Not at all. Yeah, I don't, not at all. <laughs> now, you already brought them up. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn. How do you decide what to put on which platform when? How much do you look at the data analytics to guide these decisions? Oh, we live and die by data, you know. Data is my best friend because... What kind of stories get eyeballs? You know, what stories are flopping? But that always changes. Yeah, that always changes. But you can see a common theme and that's where data comes in to help you extract this information. So you, we use a plethora of tools to analyze metrics like engagement, click-through rates, conversion rates to help understand what works for readers and more importantly, what doesn't work for readers mm. because the reporters need to know as well. Otherwise, we're just putting out content that nobody wants to read and that's just wasting everybody's time. Right. Mm. The current thing, from what I see, and, and I'm not, I mainly post <laughs> golf pictures and cute dog pictures. That's pretty much my social media. But what I've noticed as I scan social media is short videos, creative captions. That's what is being used currently to draw consumers' attention. What do you think is uh, the next trend? I'm trying to get ahead of the curve here. <laughs> what is the next trend? I mean, it's such a busy, noisy space, right? I mean, if only I had a crystal ball. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I would say the biggest trend right now, if I just look at TikTok, it would probably be that shoppability 
is becoming more and more prevalent. So what I mean is that people can make purchases through social media right. with very little lag time. They can just buy it instantly. You and see then, a video you like, yeah, I want to buy exactly. it. The and there's, a dis- there's there. always a discount. There's, yeah, there's always a discount. I, I mean, it's amazing, isn't it? So with the rise of AI mm-hmm. and increasing data collection, so I feel like advertisements will become even more targeted. And all in all, personalization is probably something that we're moving towards. So hopefully that will just help business to cut through the noise and less work to reach to their audiences. So I think this is the next trend if it's not happening happening already. All right. Still to come, everyone uses social media, whatever their age group. How can we maximize a business's social media presence to create awareness and loyalty given such a wide demographic? We find out ahead. Break down useful financial tips with money hacks from the Business Times with correspondent Howie Lim. Every first and third Monday of the month, go to bt.sg slash podcasts to download. And now, back to Editor's Talk from the Business Times. We are back with Elvina So, social media editor at the Business Times. Now, let me turn the conversation to a new business unit like mine. What do you suggest BT Podcasts do to build a community on social media? Well, I think much like any audience-facing platform, I think it's always about putting your audience first and foremost. You know, always ask yourself two questions. What do they want and how are we delivering it to them? Now, I know it sounds like a very simple task, but when you've been at this for a while, mm-hmm. you know that our audience needs and wants are always changing. You know, sometimes you don't even know what they want. So it's up to us to use everything in our arsenal to help them figure it out. And that's where all the data and analytics come in. And that's when we also try to, um, you know, work with established brands for long-staying partnerships. You know, we collaborate with movers and shakers in the industry to get our name out there. And then we also have events to just shout it out even more. And all this time, just continue putting out good content to separate yourself from the masses because that's how you build a community. It's just through trust and just hard work. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a shortcut to it, unfortunately. Hard work. No, you know what? I, I will say this and I will say this on record because I think my team needs to hear it. My team works really, really hard. I agree. I've seen them working. <laughs> I can see the work. I've seen the output. I put them out. So yeah, I agree with that. Thank you for that. There's now, so many podcasts. There know, are. And there's, there isn't an army behind me. Yeah. <laughs> property and wealth podcasts are really quite well accepted. Or now. Because everybody wants podcast. to own property and everybody wants to be rich. Everybody wants to make money. Yeah, I mean, it just comes down to that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm including us. Yes, of course. All right, now let me ask you something that I've been pondering for a while. Is loyalty building uniquely challenging because you're dealing with such a large demographic? I mean, from the perspective of social media. Mm. Definitely. I mean, we have about hundreds and thousands of followers on Facebook for Mm -hmm. one. But I don't think it's the large demographic that's the issue. It's more of the multitude of options that our audience has. And for free as well, you know. Why would anyone choose to be loyal? So... Well, we can't control... Oh, they don't have to be loyal. They don't have to be loyal. They can go to other sources to get their information. So while we can't control the public, what we can do is make sure that we are consistently delivering value through our content and let our audience decide for themselves whether or not they want to follow us. And I think they do because almost all our social media platforms have seen a double-digit increase in followers every year. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been like up 20-30% this year for all our platforms. 
So I guess we must be doing something right. Um, and back on my point about delivering said value, I think we need to listen to our audience. That's very important. And we must always be ready to change and, you know, let go of anything that isn't working for us anymore. And sometimes that does happen. And unfortunately, we just have to drop it. I am I'm amazed at the amount of stuff that is constantly coming out on BT. I mean, I can be watching something on Netflix in the evening and my phone will push an update on social media from, from oh, you and so your nice team. Oh, that's so nice to hear. At least there's one more person I know who's actually <laughs> looking at the social media platform. That's great. No, you, so you guys are doing a great job. And that's why I was asking because if you look at loyalty building, and you're right, you know, on social media, loyalty is probably not the uh, biggest push-pull. So at that point, is there a magical something? At one point, it was influencers. It's not so much influences anymore. So is there this magical go-to that we can use to ensure that some of our things get out there, get seen, get heard? I think it always boils down to content. You know, all these influencers, partnerships, they are great, but they are not the bread and butter of um, what we do. Uh, it's content that hooks our readers, draws them back, keeps them there. So I feel we just need to put our credible trustworthy, solid reporting and that will just automatically bring the readers in and the rest are just, you know, good to have but not critical. Now let's come back to data analysis. What type of metrics do you find most insightful to you? Oh, it will always be the number of article clicks. That's always number one because at the end of the day, you're a news outlet. You just want people to click on that post and read that story and better still, if they feel that our quality is worth paying for and then they will subscribe to BT and then my job is done. But of course, there are other important metrics we look at as well. So engagement, that's when people comment or they give reactions and that's how we know how much the post resonates with them or how much the story clicks with them. And it sometimes even gives us ideas for follow-up stories. So there are many important metrics, but again, article clicks for a news outlet is always number one. Okay. I'm wondering, what about reposts? What does that tell you? What kind of insights people reposting something that you posted? I think it's a sign of validation. For one, the story is resonating with people. It's making an impact. And that's something that we should continue working on. Like there is a trend down there. People like reading this kind of articles. Mm -hmm. Use that information and just come up with more follow-up stories, right? Opinions around that topic. So that's how I see the value of reposting. It's a sort of validation. One more question and I'll let you go. Bring it. <laughs> it's the biggest one of all. I'm sure all our bosses want to know as well. Yeah, it sounds like an appraisal question. This what one. are your plans for 2024? It is an appraisal question. I'm sure you heard it, so did I. <laughs> <sighs> well, you know what they say, don't fix it if it ain't broken. Just make it better. Yeah, just make it better. But jokes aside, like you say, there's always room for improvement, for growth. Okay, so yes, continue what we're doing, but better. So what do I mean by better? That's driving more engagement uh, through more visual elements. Uh, because, you know, especially in this day and age, with platforms like Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, aesthetically engaging content is becoming even more critical in attracting audiences with shorter and shorter light attention spans. And then one other plan I'd like to continue doing is to keep abreast of social media trends. 
you know, what's the latest platform? You know, what is Elon Musk and Zuckerberg up to these days? What are they doing their social media platforms now because they're fighting with each other? So any improvements they're doing is just music to my ears because it's just better for me. Um, I also like to be more involved in the editorial process. And that means being able to change headlines, being able to influence uh, the editorial team in the storytelling, the story angling, like, or maybe just give suggestions in how to make your uh, story more graphical, more pictorial, more aesthetically pleasing. But beyond editorial, um, I would like to promote more of BT's other content. So collaborating closer with the membership team, the audio strategy team, the podcast team, because at the end of the day, we know we do so much good work around here. You just want to shout it up about it. I love that answer. And I think we need to have some conversations about our respective 2024 KPIs. We do. Just send me a tweet about that. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking with Elvina So, social media editor at The Business Times. I'm Clarissa Montero for Editors Talk. Join us next month from an insider's perspective of the media industry. This is a podcast by The Business Times. Find more BT podcasts at businesstimes.com.sg slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.